0: Welcome once again to cinemaholics The Major Motion Podcast, where we talk about the biggest and best films coming to theaters and streaming online. From the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm John Negroni, film editor for InBetweenDrafts.com, and from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he is a stray film writer. It's
1: well, I'll be. A woof. He, I had heard some tales about a podcaster named John Negroni. I didn't reckon I'd be seeing you around these parts. So, for those more, of you are wondering,
0: what is this? Why is we doing this? Uh, I've been on a bit of an unplanned summer vacation, as it happens. I haven't been on the show in a while.
1: Right. Yeah, you haven't been on for like two or three episodes. I should be
0: clear, you know, I've been on other podcasts. I've been doing other things. It's just in Maholics that I've been neglecting, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> and a hey, bummer.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could look at it this way, right? As this has been going on, first of all, you had a chance to reconnect with old friends, Corey Woodruff, Michael Riverhills, sure. mm. and yeah, you and you and Mike got to uh, trash talk me for about an hour straight uh, last week. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just a common pattern at this point that you've been ducking out on all these horror movies. So I think you just need to explain <laughs> yourself at this point, right? And in in the chat, I'm literally like, "Well, here's the I
0: mean, here are the horror movies I've been watching," and you're like, "PG thirteen, whatever." <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you know, like some like pre-team push up your glass, like, oh, I actually watched a boogeyman. And it's like, you know, <laughs> this pre, you know, wow. PG-13 horror flick. And you're like, yeah, sure. OK. You know,
0: that's uh, yeah, I'm a it. little
1: surprised it's gotten
0: under your skin a little bit. I mean, what really scares you? Not horror movies, that's for sure.
1: Well hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, you can talk about, I guess, Five Nights at Freddy's or The Exorcist or whatever. I feel oh, like I'm being I guess saw I feel like n- pushing me into this. 10? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, there's you have chances to, you know, earn some some cred again. And speaking of cred, I mean, okay, we have Strays coming up.
0: We're talking about Strays. We both have seen that movie. A little bit notable. Neither of us, well, not neither. I saw Blue Beetle last week, did a review on InBetweenDrafts.com. Good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but Will Ashen, um, you decided not to watch hmm. it. And in protest, I think?
1: I mean,. It was just one of those things where I'm sure it's a fine film. I, I have nothing against it or any people involved with it. I just had zero interest time. in it. I knew it was gonna I knew it was gonna bomb at the box office. I knew this was looking like a week of mids as far as the releases were concerned. And so I looked at the two most prominent releases and in my brain I was like, Well, it's a no-brainer. I mean what, what was that?
0: I just dropped something.
1: Okay. <laughs> Was that like for comedic effect or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Might as well be, huh? Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, uh, but yeah. I I I figured it was a, a no-brainer. Uh, you know, I mean strays produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller coming off of uh Spider-Verse, across the spider verse Uh you got uh, you know, I Josh Greenbaum, the director of uh Barb and Sarga, Visa Damar, one of the the biggest surprises of the pandemic as far as movie comedies are concerned and then you yeah, got like a okay. cast that's you know got some pretty pretty big uh wait, wait what was that i said i said barb and star was okay yeah that's in last i thought you liked it a good bit i, yeah. I was a fan of it so it's all I right, you were huh? you were
0: pretty on it i think mm-hmm. it lasts last a test of time you know it came out in a certain moment hmm. I don't know, because, well, you know, know, I'm looking at the box office here, and uh, <clears throat> since you invoked it, uh, let's see, uh, Blue Beetle, big big box office bomb, uh, no doubt. Sure. But uh, it's not the biggest budget Strays. of all time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a uh, movie that was, yeah, it was I mean, never, it wasn't planned to be this big, you know, th- it was going to be on HBO Max originally. But here's the thing, though. About $100 million budget, $50 million is made at the box office as we record this. Strays has made, like, five times less than that. So like you're coming to me and you're just like which one's sure. more notable? I mean come on, Strays is a big bomb. I'm just uh, saying Strays has only made twelve million and it's I, off of a forty six forty six million dollar budget and that movie's not moving the needle. It's not getting close.
1: I mean I am pretty sure I heard that Blue Beetle was at least one hundred twenty five million. So I think you're a little the reported off. Reported on is one hundred and four.
0: I'm looking at the reported right now. It's mm. one Oh four. Um, it, it, it probably is more than that. It usually is. Right. But, uh, we, we are not the accounts uh, and we don't have to be, but I, I will just say this, I mean, it, cl- clearly it's, yeah, it's, it's not going to make back. It's it's, I mean, blue beetle, I think it would have to make like, I don't know, probably around like 250 mil, something like that in order to break even. Um, and it's not, uh, it's going to be lucky if it hits a hundred. So it's gonna be a big bomb, but not a bad movie. And I went into blue beetle, lowest expectations you can imagine um i don't think I, I really just wasn't i wasn't happy about it i wasn't looking forward to it at all I was like this looks pretty plain jane i hadn't seen any of the trailers though so i wasn't spoiled on what this kind of what kind of movie this was and i mean just my short distilled like reaction to it i mean blue beetles it, it kind of had the juice man like you know what you know what's interesting about that movie that like I've just never really gotten from a superhero movie. And be clear, I get every superhero movie out of this. It's, it's like filled to the brim with cliches and tropes. But what it also has, it has a really likable and relatable supporting cast. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about how good the family in this movie is? I know that George Lopez is the father. or Is he like the uncle or something? He's the uncle. And he, he's good in this. Like, he's good. But he's not the only one. His both of his parents uh in the movie and his grand uh, mother his nana, and his younger sister, they like steal the screen like from a lot of the movie. It's kinda like they were making it, and I think along the way, they realized like this movie kind of works the best when it's not just zolo uh, that's the name of the actor. it's not just when he's doing his blue beetle thing, it's when the family's kind of reacting and being super hispanic about it, and that's a lot of what this movie is and it it kind of worked for me it really did um it it is the definition. Of like a streaming movie. Um, but it doesn't look okay. bad. It's just that it's so low stakes. Right. But I mean, I kind of wish more blockbusters were like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I I remember the reviews initially coming out were surprisingly pretty positive. Like I, like you said, I think no one was really anticipating this movie. It just kind of felt like.
0: 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was much higher. It, it's it's dwindled down. But yeah, I mean, critics critics are on my side for once.
1: But and then when that came out and those reviews are coming out, I was like, okay, you know, maybe. But then I saw like some letterbox reactions from people I follow and on Twitter as well or X or whatever it's called, and uh, a lot of them, including uh, Amanda the Jedi, were just like, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, this is pretty underwhelming. So my expectations two and, were and a not half. I mean, that's not terribly. In- yeah, I guess for me though, it's just like. I'm so just worn out with superhero movies. I don't... I mean, it's not that the movie is... I, I'm sure it's fine. Like, I'm sure it's, like, at least, like, a five or six out of ten. Like, I'm I'm sure it's, like, entirely competent, acceptable. Uh, I'm looking at my mutuals you know, I, right I, now I know that are boxed, and almost everybody's positive.
0: I don't know what's going on over here in your land.
1: But, it, you know, again, of the two releases, I was just like, well, you know, Blue Beetle would probably be, like, you know kind of whatever conversation just us kind of talking about the state of superhero movies you know probably talking about the cast like you said doesn't really jones me up much personally but strays you're, you're I'm looking like for okay a thrill. You're looking, this is like yeah. an you know, okay. this is like an R-rated Homeward Bound, whether it's great or bad or terrible or what have you. I was like, okay, at least this is something. It, it mixes it up a little bit. It's not just another superhero movie. It's a, you, you don't get R-rated talking dog movies every day of the week. So I was like, okay. You know, I, I saw they had an early screening on on Wednesday last week. I was like, I'll just go to that. It seems like a no-brainer. And we kind of had this push and pull as you're alluding to where you're like, well, I've seen Blue Beetle, but I don't want to see Strays, and I'm like, yeah. well, I've seen Strays, but I don't want to see Blue Beetle. <laughs> and you know, I was getting ready to be like, all right, you know, I'm not going to put up much of a fight. I'll just, I guess, go see Blue Beetle. I, wasn't like, getting make, yeah. I was getting ready to do that. You're like, oh, I'm seated for Strays. So I'm like, all right, that works for me. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't uh, yeah. been on the show in a while. You know, you've been holding down the fort. What, what am I going to argue with you yeah. about, right? That'd be a little sure, but um. I mean, not for nothing. But, I, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to do both movies. But I mean, I don't want to, I'm mm. not a glutton. But it, look, I, but, I, it, the last thing I'll say on this, because I, I, yeah. I know it, it's, it's no big deal. It really, it's not the biggest movie in the world. I'm not, I, it's not a movie I watched and was just like, hold everything. We'll need to see this to, tonight. It, it was just more of this thing. I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised by how decent that was. And I had a fun time writing the review. I was like, oh, this is, you know, and I think I, I covered the bases on how I feel about the movie there. But I want to celebrate this director. Angel Manuel Soto, he's Puerto Rican, um, which I I didn't. I I think I realized at one point a long back, way back when I watched his other movie, *Charm City Kings*, which was really good. It was a Sundance movie from way back.
1: I knew he directed some. Yeah, yeah, I knew he directed something else. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he's done. He's done a lot of uh, short films. I think he's going to be doing a Transformers movie or something later, but uh, I don't. I don't know a lot of details on that. But uh, he is. He's a really talented guy. You know, I think he was given a very difficult task with blue beetle and i commend him for kind of salvaging it the way he did i don't know i mean I, I could be giving him too much credit there but uh yeah
1: i'm happy with how this movie turned out well here's the thing if if you're happy then i'm happy that's what i don't doing. seem happy that's okay. i mean we can, we
0: can talk about a movie that In fairness
1: yeah sure in fairness i knew how much you love will ferrell that you vouch for <laughs> him that you even stand up for some of his lesser movies like the house and I was like, you know, it wasn't me just being selfish. I was like, John would probably get something out of this. Like, you know, you know, and it, it's been an underwhelming year for comedies. I've been looking for that, you know,
0: Not, that well, yuck for factor. for you, it's been an
1: underwhelming year for comedies. I've I've enjoyed plenty of comedies
0: this year. Um, I'll say that. But mm. yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think two really great comedies came out this past summer. We've talked about it offline, Joyride and Theater Camp. Uh, we talked about Joy Ride on the show, but I just mean talking about the summer in general uh there is a sure. uh there are a couple of big movies coming out this weekend and we usually cover this at the end but i just kind of want to put it on the universe i'm planning to see bottoms tomorrow um oh, there cool. weren't a, i couldn't go to any screenings in the bay area but uh, i'll just be going to a public one tomorrow but gran turismo that's also coming out this weekend. Mm. Do you plan to watch that? Because I, I watched that a while back and I, I did my review and everything. And, yep. you know, that movie's all right. Uh, it's whatever. But uh, and I would like to talk about it because there's some interesting things to talk about with that movie. Sure. Uh, it's just a little bit average. But are are you going to see it or are you going to do anything with it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I mean, figured this was going to be a discussion for the end of the episode. But, yeah, I mean, I, know. I, I figured the plan for the next. I figured the plan for the next couple of weeks would be, you know. Vacation Friends, this, too. It would be Grand Turismo. Hmm. Is that coming out this week?
0: Vacation Friends is going to be on Hulu August 25th.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say. Also, you know, are, you are so not in the Trismo, God maybe like. Mm, I don't know anything about that one.
0: <laughs> That's the Adam Sandler movie uh, on Netflix. I, I mean,
1: sure. you don't, I, I, you don't, I don't know, know about this movie. It's the
0: movie Adam Sandler's doing? Girl. Not really. Come on. I mean, and the reviews so have so far been overwhelmingly positive. Oh, my Ooh. God
1: um i mean know, i don't I, want to
0: tell you what the rotten tomato score is but I, I did look at it earlier
1: sure uh i mean i would you know I, I think i've already kind of been pushing it but i would like to do passages uh you know it's a pretty you know hot and steamy movie people are talking about it i would like to do that if it's not gran turismo but i'm fine with seeing Grand turismo because for better or for worse the the career of neil blunk is gonna endlessly fascinate me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is, you know, him working for hire, but nevertheless, I'm I'm curious to see if he puts any of his signature stamps, uh, such as they are, into the film. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean it's I have no issue uh seeing Grand Turismo. And if you want to do uh bottoms next week, I'm more than happy. I really want to see bottoms. And that's coming out uh for me in like September first. So I'd gladly do that for uh the week after.
0: Bottoms, uh, I believe we do have screenings, but it's in limited, so that's fair enough. We could always wait on that; it's totally fine. Um, But look, if you really want to talk passages, there's also Love Life, which I'd like to talk about, and there's all kinds of things we can do. We can belabor it, but um, just want to let people know we are watching movies still. That's still happening for now. Um, Strays. By the way, I do not plan to. We didn't talk about Meg to the the Trench. Sorry, Um, I'm not going to watch it. I have no plans to see it. I think you're in
1: the same boat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I heard it's more of the same, and I remember being bored and frustrated with the first make. So, you know, I, I, I feel like, why do I need to put myself through that again?
0: You don't. Yeah, you don't. No, uh, you're good. Uh, and last wage of the Demeter, I, I, I'll, I'll watch it on like a blo- I'll get, I'll get, I'll rent it at Blockbuster. How about that?
1: Sure, you can watch it at a uh, two p.m. Uh, and and you know turn it off when it gets too spooky <laughs> for you. I like it. <laughs>
0: You really want to drive that bit into the ground, huh? Uh, let's talk about yeah, yeah. Strays. Um,
1: uh, I have a feeling this is going to be one of ones, you going to see man.
0: that?
1: Uh, huh? Yeah? Mm-hmm. What? That's I was going to say, did you, uh, do you have any plans to see TMNT, though?
0: You know, I, I, I would like to watch that. Um, I just don't know when I'll have a chance. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things um, where I'd have to squeeze it in here sure. or there. Uh, see, look, listeners might already know about this. You know what's coming out August 31st? That's right. Uh,
1: the live-action
0: One Piece on Netflix. I would do anything to get you to watch that. Um, probably in vain. Uh, but you know what else? You know what's coming uh, out September 1st? New season of Wheel of Time.
1: Uh, Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Equalizer 3.
0: <laughs> don't care about that. But uh, no, I'm, I'm very much... Uh, there's some TV stuff coming my way. You know, I finished Andor i did I, you know so i've been watching tv again look at me i watched this i watched ahsoka I, uh, that was that was kind of whatever um let's talk about
1: strays oh is that is that how you pronounce i thought it was ahsoka ahsoka that's how you say it.
0: you didn't watch
1: the clone wars uh movie when it was in the, theaters in 2008 the movie yeah yeah Not they theaters, say your name there no i've uh, okay well I, that is a movie i've seen twice and uh, if it left any wow. impression on me it has fled both times <laughs> you've
0: seen it more times than uh, I have that's, that's the biggest surprise of my lifetime <laughs> um, I remember
1: I rewatched all the Star Wars films leading up to uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker um, so yeah and, and the thing I remember most notably about uh, uh, Clone Wars is that uh, it's directed by a Pittsburgher because I think didn't Dave Bell- Fellini uh, Dave Direct. Filoni.
0: Filoni, sorry, Filoni. <laughs> I don't know anything about Dave Filoni outside the fact that he's made a bunch of Star Wars things. Um, a lot of Star Wars sure. things I don't personally like, but a lot of people adore. Um, mm. And that's great for them. That's very great for them. The kind of Star Wars stuff I adore is the stuff that uh, Tony Gilroy has been doing and the stuff okay, that Brian Johnson did.
1: Um, I thought you were going to do like uh, the stuff I adore <laughs> about Star Wars. No, Andor was really good. I, 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 it took me a
0: few episodes, but uh, yeah, the, the the hype was real. Uh, the, people were not mm-hmm. lying collectively about that one, which I'm happy to find out. Uh, Strays is a movie director no, by Josh uh,
1: Greenbaum. Damn. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, I mean, I uh, when I heard from my brother that Andor was actually good, I was like, okay, so the hype is real for this show. Maybe I'll watch it in five years and see what all the hype's about. I think I think it's one of the few Star Wars things you'd like Um, because it's actually
0: about something like the Star Wars stuff is completely incidental. That's what I like about it. It's like this show where it's literally just about anti-fascism and it's actually telling that story in an interesting way. That's Star Wars approved. Like it's got Star Wars stuff in it. So it's like it's just a good combination of two things that I think are interesting. So I think that's why it's clicking with so many people. Strays was a movie directed by Josh Greenbaum. The Talking Dog movie, as you already mentioned, produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, along with Eric Fee, Audiosuud, Louis Leteria, and Dan Perrault. Um, It's it's an R-rated Talking Dog movie, so it, it's lampooning, you know, dogs' purpose. You know, I guess not Marley and Me because Marley doesn't talk. But you know, it, it's Homeward Bound. You know, my, dog bound skip, is, uh, yeah, yeah. my dog's Skip. I guess my dog Skip doesn't talk to you. What are the Talking Dog movies again?
1: Uh, Secret, Life uh, Secret Life of Pets. Those are all like internal monologue kind of stuff. I mean, there's yeah, like, you the, know, like cats. Air sequels. Sure. I mean, there's like, oh, you're talking like the Air Buddies. That's his kids. Yeah, yeah. Have somehow gained the ability to talk and subsequently through uh, birthing these children. Or not, I guess not birthing. Now there's a, now there's a horror movie. Um, uh, oh, you w- know, uh, what about, yeah. uh,
0: what about some Look Who's Talking Now? One of those. Did one of those have a talking dog?
1: Yeah. is not the third one have like Danny DeVito as a dog or something? Maybe. That's 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 awakening something in my memory banks.
0: But people know what we're talking about. Mm. There are they're movies where they're, they're usually like G, P, G. The dog can talk. It's very sweet. The dog is just like, uh, and, you know, it's puns. It's just it's like, oh, I'm going to pee on this fire hydrant. And mm-hmm. uh, this movie is kind of doing the sausage party thing where it's sort of taking this typically wholesome concept and putting an R-rated coat of paint on it. And it's like, well, they're talking dogs. yeah, Yeah, yeah. but also they swear. They do very inappropriate things, very naughty, bad dogs. Um, the whole premise of the movie is that one of these dogs is voiced by Will Ferrell. His name is Reggie, very cute, and sweet. Uh, he's kind of like his character from Elf, but in dog form. There you go. And his owner, Will Forte, is extremely abusive and neglectful toward him, but he doesn't understand it because to him, he thinks that his owner loves him, and it's a, it's kind of a joking about like the unconditional love of the dog. But then, when Will Forte's character abandons him for real, like completely. Uh, he gets taken in by a group of other stray dogs uh, voiced by, let's see, there's uh, Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, uh, Randall Park, and they kind of create their own little found family pack kind of thing. And Reggie kind of realizes through his friendship with them, his owner was abusive and is like, you know what? Uh, we need to go find him, do the Homeward Bound thing. But the whole point is that I'm going to bite his, you know, what off, his appendage, his sausage party. And so that's the premise of the movie. Uh, it's very gross. Um, I thought the trailers were funny. And I was like, you know what? This could mm. work. This this is a smart concept for this kind of movie. R rated people want stuff like this. I was aggressively bored during this movie. I, I found this movie to be such a woof a whiff of the concept. Very few jokes I thought really landed. I mean, th- every once in a while there's a good joke there, but like, I just found this thing to be like crawling when it should be sprinting like a dog. And and I I think some people are liking this. I guess I don't know what's going on there. But I think I think you're one of them.
1: Well, uh for one, uh just to editorialize, I'm kinda surprised that uh in your various uh uh names for Will Forte's penis, you didn't say a wiener, you know, like a wiener dog. I I thought oh, that was you, a gave bug. you the chance,
0: uh, unintentionally. Sure, yeah.
1: There you go. Ben time hey, shine. Um Yeah, I mean I guess I, I don't want to say I had like the total opposite experience, but uh, I was not digging the trailers. I found them kind of tedious and it looked like a very one note, uh, joke kind of film. And I was like, how is this going to work? But then I see all the talent involved and I'm like, cause I think also the screenwriter, in addition to people I mentioned was, uh, Dan like the creator of. Did he do American like American Vandal? Vandal which is which supposed to be like very good underrated. Yeah.
0: I never really got into American Vandal. Um, Former CinemaHawks co-host Maverick Hines was obsessed with it. I remember seeing parts of it like because he was my roommate at the time and I I remember seeing parts of it like in you know he would be playing it and I'd, it it seemed funny but maybe not totally like True. out of context.
1: Well the the one guy from Theater Camp was in American Vandal, right? He was one of the stars.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, he was.
1: Um what's his face? Yeah. Uh, Troy Jimmy, something.
0: Uh, Jimmy, Atro, that's it. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's yeah, in a lot of really good sketches. Uh, that guy's a bit underrated um, by the film community right now. But and anyway,
1: hmm. I
0: I don't. Think it's, I don't even think it's the writing. Like I think there's good writing here. And again, I think the costumes right. But no, go, ahead, go ahead,
1: I was gonna say I didn't even finish my thoughts. I know, I know. Um, I, I just realized that. Yeah. You know, yeah. All right. Yeah. But no, you know, don't not mind. A practice. Me. I know you. It's been a you're while. Get, Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, I know you haven't been on the air in a while, so you want to get all <laughs> you, you all of this out uh you know like you're like a dog that finally got let outside you're just like I'm the dog that too caught excited. The car. you're just running <laughs> yeah you're just like a dog that's running in circles and you like you know you like you you have all this energy to exert but you don't have like a purpose so you're just you know running around and the john's in purpose. circles and running around the house yeah exactly um but case, uh so i will say Like the first half of this movie, it's not a very long film. It's like only 90s only minutes. So like the first 40 ish minutes of this movie are, I think, what you're talking about, where it's just kind of like what I thought the trailers were. It's like fairly one note. It's kind of just like you said, kind of the worst stuff of Sausage Party, where it's kind of just proud of itself for having dogs say cusses and, you know, talking about gross sexual stuff. Uh, you know, and it doesn't really feel very inspired. It doesn't feel, you know, like it, it really warrants a feature. It it feels like kind of an overextended, uh, funnier die sketch. But then there's a turning point for me. I, I don't want to give it away, but I'll I'll say broadly, it's like when they go to the carnival. I think the movie kind of turns and it's not like it becomes a revelation, but like it gets weirdly very inspired and it like if for all it's like the, the jokes point, right? that like don't, yeah, I was gonna say like for for all the jokes in the um the second half that don't really work, there are like one or two that are like actually warrant a giggle or a laugh for me, or at least a very at the very least a smile. And uh, I mean, two of them involved uh, what I thought were kind of random cameos, but then I realized they were connected to a certain dog movie. So I was like, yeah, oh yeah. okay, I, I I guess that's why. But they're still very random and still very fun. And pretty inspired gags just, you know, for the sake of it. And then you do, you do get some pretty, you know, uh, good, absurdist stuff that happens. Uh, you know, there's the kind of obligatory, you know, the characters get high accidentally seen, But like, there are a couple of bits in there that thankfully weren't spoiled, that weren't spoiled in the trailer that, that are just my kind of random and dumb uh, that I didn't enjoy. So I will say, like, I was getting more in its favor. And I do appreciate, in a broad sense, that the movie is oddly kind of sweet by the end. Like, there is something kind of touching about Reggie's plight, uh, you know, even though it is kind of undermined by seven layers of irony. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go, you know, running around saying, like, this is, you know, a reinvention for comedy. It's a great movie, all that stuff. I'll just say that I walked out of it thinking, like, yeah, you know, Considering what I've seen this summer, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to proclaim it a comedy classic, but it's like, you know, it's more agreeable than some of the things I've had to sit through this summer.
0: It it does have little little moments of of warmth, little little sort of like little nuggets where there's a moment where they're all doing something to each other that is like gross. But at the same time, you're like, man, that's kind of sweet. You know, you know what my main issue, I think, with the movie probably is, I think a lot of it comes down to Will Ferrell for me. Because a lot of the movie relies on him um, because he really ties all the other characters together. I think the stuff I like the most was sort of in spite of his vocal performance. And the thing is, it's not even that his vocal performance is wrong. Like, it's Will Ferrell. Like, he's he's saying the lines in a funny way. I think for me, it's just, I'm hung up on how they just don't seem to match the dog itself very well. Like this, it's like this little petite dog who kind of looks sweet, I guess, but the Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell voice, I just don't think matches very elegantly. Um, and so that was kind of like uh, more noticeable for me, especially like once Jamie Foxx came into it and there was a character, I, I just felt like he was like in sync with the bug character. Like when, whenever he was like swearing, for example, it's like that. Yeah. That dog is swearing right now. You know, that's, that's, he's going for it. Um, it doesn't always work, but I, I, don't know. It just it seemed more natural, It seemed more natural. I, mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. uh, Again, I got to disagree. I actually thought this was one of uh, Will Ferrell's more uh, endearing performances. Granted, I mean, I think, you know, Barbie, uh, you know, the rare comedy from the summer that I genuinely really enjoyed and got a lot of laughs out of. uh, I think he's better in that, even though I I do kind of think he's on the weaker end of it overall. Um, You know, I I, I think he he gives a pretty, like, inspired and, and heartfelt performance and uh i i didn't really take issue with the his voice coming out of this uh little dog though i believe the actual dog is like a girl not a boy i remember hearing so i don't know if that's part of your your issue there yeah, um, no, I mean, but i don't know i mean with jamie fox <laughs> i think he's very he's very much in the bag the doggy bag as it were uh mm. for this performance i think he gives it his all but i just don't really think it amounts all that much like i just don't Wow, I don't know. It it, it 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 to me kind of felt like some of the more tedious stuff was just coming from his performance because it just We're wasn't. Flops. Yeah, no, it just.
0: I guess that means yeah, I mean. Yeah,
1: I thought that one was just. I'm we yeah. we
0: know who who relates to who, huh? You're the Reggie character, and this is what it was sure. like when I found you for Cinema Holic's. <laughs> I was like, come on, mm, Will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to be yeah, a podcaster. You're
1: going to teach me about. Sex and language and all this stuff and and roughing <laughs> me up at a little bit. This couch we
0: can record podcasts on.
1: Um, there you go. Yeah, um, I thought. Rad- I thought Randall. No, I mean, was I, fine. I, I don't. Think,
0: um, ahead okay.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I I I don't really take issue uh, overall with Jamie Foxx's performance. I just thought of the two, I I was certainly more endeared by Farrell's performance. Overall, I see. Uh,
0: I was just gonna say, I, I, Randall Park. I think is uh, uh he's okay in this and. Isla Fisher, you know, I feel a little bad because like I dropped something again. I feel a little bad because I know she's Australian, or she like moved to Australia or something when she was younger and she's been on like Australian soap opera. So that accent, you know, it's legit. But like I swear I thought she was Rose Byrne the entirety of that movie. I was just like, oh, so that's Rose Byrne. Uh that sounds like Randall Park. Okay. Uh that there's Jamie Foxx. Mm. We love him. Um, I think that's Will thrill and, and um At the end of the movie, when the credits showed, and it was Isla Fisher, I was like, wait, what? What What are you telling me right now? So I was a little bit sort of, uh, because I think part of it, too, I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting, Rose Byrne. And it's it's something that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg didn't produce. Um, Which, by the way, this movie has a lot of Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen energy, more so, I would say, than Phil Lord and Chris Miller energy. I don't know if that's something that you would disagree with violently, but I kind of felt that.
1: No, actually, I, I was when I was walking to my car after the movie, I was kind of thinking like, weirdly, if like I didn't know who produced what, I would have thought like Joyride was produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller and Strays was produced by uh, um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Like it, it kind of felt like they had the others energy, uh, but weirdly, I don't were know about Joyride, the, the opposite team.
0: Joyride, I don't think Joyride's conceptual enough for Phil Lord and Chris Miller's creative input. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but I mean, I do agree that Joyride does not strike me as Seth. R- I mean, you know, you know what, you know what Joyride really leans into the most, not to relitigate that movie. It is the family guy type of humor. I think that movie has more of, but fair enough there. I know that's not Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, but I think it had writers from family guy. If, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to say about Stray's. I didn't love it. I, I didn't like it much. But um I will say I was happy that while I was watching the movie, it wasn't like uh, the same kind of audience in the theater that I had as Happy Time Murders. I was kind of nervous about that because
1: it's like Happy Time Murders, R-rated puppet movie. I, I, did, I did get some shades of Happy Time Murders watching this movie in ways bad and good. Like I remember that movie had some gags where I'm like, all right, that's maybe not clever, but like, all right, kind of inspired. And then there is some where it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> such a wasted premise. I feel like that one is more bitter because, like, that had such a great premise. And this was just more like, well, okay. I mean, let's see what you do with it. I don't know. At least for me, like like I said, I didn't really have uh, super high expectations for this going in. Which I think, I guess, played to my benefit uh, compared to uh, um, what you uh, were experiencing. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm glad that your audience was uh, controlling themselves. <laughs> you know, they weren't uh, <laughs> resulting to like their uh, animal instincts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, my last thought is, look, if you really want this kind of content or at least the, the vibe, uh, just go on YouTube and watch some Thug Life compilation videos that involve animals and you'll get something funnier and, uh, you know, you'll be in the safety and comfort of your own home. So that's strange. Sure. Well, actually, uh, well, should, yeah. um, <clears throat> should we play the Rotten Tomatoes game? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, not really feeling like this one's going to be super high as far as the critics or audience score goes. But I well, do echo your out. sentiment before we wrap up that uh, I think this is probably like a rental at best. But I don't know. I would just say personally that I, and I know you're going to disagree, John, and that's fine. And I imagine most people disagree, and that's totally fine. If you had to choose, you know your on uh, uh, VOD. I was going to say your local video store, but I don't even think that's a the concept that registers for some of our listeners at this point. But if you go onto your service and you have to choose between no hard feelings, joyride, and strays, <laughs> I'm just saying, do not listen. I to got. From last I he will, he I got leave you I think astray. More, yeah. Well. I can't come up with a joke better than that, so yeah, we can we can play around round today's <laughs> <two games> game.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you would choose Strays over these. Oh man, uh, but it, we we agree on uh, Theater Camp, though, right? You like that one more than um than uh, this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's amusing. Like, I I think I only got like two. It's a
0: musical, is what you like.
1: Mean. Solid laughs out of that, but I feel like I was charmed by that one more. Like, it was like this is that obviously a the better movie. movie. It's like a better movie, even though I don't think it's like outrageously funny. Uh, I know you you feel differently and that's totally fine. But like I I remember being like, yes, you know, kind of annoying, but like also kind of cute and, you know, it's heartfelt. I don't think a lot of movies
0: are are outrageously funny to me, an outrageously funny movie. That's like airplane. That's a pretty high standard. Sure. Yeah, that's okay. Um, We can we can leave it there. I know,
1: you know, you don't want to throw me into the doghouse. I, I think I'm already in the doghouse. I, I'm just hoping we can uh, come together and both love Bottoms in a couple weeks. <laughs>
0: what a sentence. All right. Uh, 144 reviews have been counted on Rotten Tomatoes. From the critics for Strays, Well, what do you think? What's your best guess?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's probably like 38% or something crazy low. 38%? Uh, No. It is higher than that. It's 56. Huh?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't think you'd guess that low. Um, yeah, 56%. I mean, it's not not fresh. That's still a splat, but, you know, it could be worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say like a 5.6 is kind of where I land, so I, I think that totally fits. For audience score, what do you think? Uh, I I mean, I, I don't want to lowball it again, but, I mean, I... I don't know if they're going to be positive on it. It just seems like positive, positive. Yeah. Positive. Good, good, uh, good Edit. Um, I'm going to say 64%. Nope. It's higher than that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. You still, you low balled it and I'm telling you to fetch cause it's a 71.
1: All right. Well, I mean, not like outrageously high for an audience score, but, but certainly higher than it's I expected. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about cinema score? This could be interesting. Hmm. I'm gonna say B minus. Oh man, it's it's not your day. It's a B plus. Mm. B plus? Wow, okay. Yeah, it's definitely higher than I expected. Yeah.
0: And then uh I don't know. <laughs> Letterboxd, I mean this is your last chance. I mean, uh let's see. We have 12,000 watches on Letterboxd. We have uh oh, yeah, I won't say I won't say how many likes. I almost said that. Uh what do you think the average rating is for this one? Um 3.1 oh, well man it's, lower. it's the first time you mm. well and I, I guess you were <laughs> yeah yeah it's the first time you you uh you highballed it i guess it's yeah, like
1: yeah. 2.7 yeah i mean my gut yeah. was kind of saying 2.8 but i was like well all these other scores are higher so i guess i should go uh closer to uh you know <laughs> the the higher end of the the uh persuasion but uh speaking of letterbox i will say uh, weirdly, I'm mostly within, negative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know my timeline is mostly negative, but I didn't know if, if you were saying like critics and audiences were, you know, generally kinder to this one, uh, relatively speaking. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe my timeline is the uh, exception rather than the norm. But it sounds like that's well, not the case. Yeah.
0: I see two sort of middling reviews. So Ryan Oliver gave it three stars, and uh, Aaron Dicer, front of the show, gave it three stars. Those, those are the highest I have here. Um, uh, but everything else is like one star, you know, two and a half mostly. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not taking off a lot of other folks. Charlie Ridge or Corey Woodruff, excuse me. Uh, he, he didn't put a rating, but he didn't put the little heart icon. You know what that means? That's a, that's a two out of 10. If I ever saw mm. it,
1: I didn't um, even, uh, know he saw it I'll have to talk about it with him. Um, he's probably but... still recovering. <laughs> probably. So, um, I will say, uh, speaking of letterbox that, uh, Weirdly, I mean this is all relative for me because I don't have the, you know, like thousand like uh reviews that you get on your letterbox, but wow. My Strays review I just looked it up and it's like my third most popular letterbox review. And it wasn't even like that clever or that funny. It just weirdly kind of just took off. I don't know why. Let's see if
0: a film that acknowledges that dogs know about Adolf Hitler. That's good. <laughs> That's not bad. It is um,
1: true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, th- thirty six likes. That's nothing to sneeze
1: at. I know, but it's not like you know more than me. That's way more than mine. Like I only got social, four likes. but your like social dilemma review has like two thousand likes or something. So I don't. know. I,
0: I have a handful of popular ones, but that's random. Like every once in a while, like for whatever reason, the algorithm likes it, but that's not the norm. Far from it. Well, um, I think the other reason you know what my favorite letterbox review I've ever yeah. done probably. I think it's my bow. afraid that?
1: one. Did you? What did you put? Like nut up or shut up or something?
0: No, no. For my bow, afraid. <laughs> I just put Alex Garland, and then I put Ex Machina check mark, Annihilation check mark, Men uh... X, <laughs> and then Ari Aster did the same thing with Bowes afraid, and uh... Uh, people like that for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I definitely agree with the Alex Garland uh, report card. I can't say I agree with the the Ari Aster report card, but you know,
0: uh, Will's afraid. That's uh, yeah. You were all like, John is afraid of horror movies, but mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's, to me, that's more satire. But uh, I mean, that's that is a film I will say, and I, I stick by this. That is probably the the hardest I have laughed any film this year was during Bo's <laughs> Afraid. That's just such a funny movie. I'm just, I'm I'm uh, glad,
0: I'm glad some comedies got to you this year. Uh, sure. Was that, was that one outrageously funny?
1: To me? Yes. I mean, okay. to my audience, no. And I will <laughs> say, right. uh, my audience was just like, and I think this is why I was kind of low balling. I was like, the audience I saw strays with, uh, was like totally non-receptive to like 95% of the jokes. And mine I just was, remember not a lot of folks were in mine, but there there were some laughs here and there. I mean, not a lot, but definitely the first half was just like pretty quiet. And like it was like this like middle aged couple in front of me. And it's just like the husband was just like leaning forward and had like this <laughs> look of like confusion. And like he was just trying <laughs> to figure it. out like why this movie exists. And then like his wife was just like, I don't know if it was more sympathetically or suggestively was just like rubbing his back throughout uh, the whole movie and I was just like you know watching this horny dog movie and I keep looking at them and I'm just like this, this is alien this, couple is this like doing something for you guys because if it it's is like bringing
0: them together soothing their wounds I
1: guess but if it is can you like do that outside
0: well yeah I mean they 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 like lost a dog you know the dog they they got when they first got married you know and and so this movie is just sort of like mm. their dog was named Reggie of course
1: I mean I didn't want to say this but I think at one point the guy put his hand in her lap. So I, I really think this was more of a set of support. I, I don't know. I just think <laughs> those two, whatever this movie did for them, I, I think hope they were furries. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: it's like, huh? It, it was weird when it, right after the movie, they walked in a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Reggie like starts talking and it's like uh dean from community are just like i hope this doesn't awaken anything in me yeah there you go um uh, <laughs> I, I know uh we talked about talking about gran turismo but uh you know what other
0: movie i was gonna ask you about at some point uh shortcomings were you planning on watching that one? Oh, i saw you yeah, have shortcomings all uh, right sorry were you planning on uh wanting to talk about that one i should say then
1: um it'd be interesting one to discuss are you planning to see it I don't know if it's still playing
0: around here. Uh, I'll see it eventually, but uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious if you think it's worth salt. I heard that it's a very like it's great for people who have Letterboxd accounts. And I was like, well, that's
1: me. I mean, I think you would definitely enjoy. It's a very San Fran movie. Um, it, it it has a character that I think you'll hate the love and love the hate. Yeah, I heard that the main guy is extremely unlikable, but it kind of works. But, so uh, I yeah, I mean, it's going for like a very like high fidelity kind of thing for movies. Mm. I don't think it quite threads that needle as well, but it, it's solid. I wouldn't I would recommend it overall. Fair enough. All right. All right. Well, we'll
0: be next. We'll be back next week to talk about who knows what. Probably one piece live action on Netflix. Uh, just kidding. I'll be talking about that on Rookie Pirate Radio in case you're curious. Uh, uh. <laughs> I know you can't wait, and you're like, oh, "I wanted to talk about it, John."
1: Is it uh, a a movie or a show? It's a
0: show. Eight
1: episodes. Oh, okay. So they didn't learn their lesson from Cowboy Bebop, and are going to do this all over again.
0: This, well, you could not adapt one piece into. Uh, no, it cannot be a movie. <laughs> we're talking about uh, what I would consider the most epic, like modern myth piece of storytelling since the Iliad. Like this thing is way too much of a behemoth. So uh, but, a TV show, if you're going to do live action, a TV show live action is the only way you can. It's the only way you can do it. But uh, I mean,
1: well, we'll see if it's. But I, just, I I feel like with Cowboy Bebop when they tried to do that into live action, it was just like a total dud.
0: Yeah, and there, I, there I, are specific things that got in the way of the Cowboy Bebop one that I have noticed that One Piece doesn't have those same issues uh, in terms of how they went about making it. So, uh, and on top of that, One Piece they spent a lot more time on making the show, uh, whereas Cowboy Bebop kind of had a it, it had a pretty troubled production i'll put it there um but okay we'll be back
1: next week All right. All right. from internet california i'm john negroni and from the internet pennsylvania i'm Will Ashton. i was gonna do like a dog thing but i just couldn't really think of anything so i'll i'll you know put me in the dog house i don't care i don't know whatever let's end this show big stretch
0: that last bit
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes sure <laughs> woof rough <laughs>